0: Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Massive Attack Podcast. It's me, Mitch, your host, and with me, as always, is my podcast co-host and editor and maker of everything in this podcast, Joe. Hello, Hello. Yosef. Hello, Mitch. How are you? I'm great. Okay, so <coughs> you could almost call this the, the, the spin-off of our Welcome to My World show, but it's not because it's called the Massive Attack show, but it's almost like a spin-off in topics. It is. Yeah, which brings us to our topic for the day, yes. which is, as we're doing the alphabet, we're up to S. And there are so many things that we could do with this.
1: And what we chose was spin-offs. So this is going to be the world's longest episode because we're going to talk all about spin-offs.
0: Well, I suggested to you the idea of spin-offs, thinking this would be a great topic. And then as soon as I got a little bit into research, it's like, this is a bit big. How about we condense it down a little bit? So we'll, we'll have a brief discussion on spin-offs, TV spin-offs. Yeah, And we'll probably just focus on one derivative line of spin-off if yes. that makes
1: sense. Is it the show with the most spin-offs to ever come from a
0: spin-off itself? I think that's what we've found it is. There might be others out there. Like, there are some shows like The Archies, which has a lot. But it's just sort of rebranding in the name, but it's a continuation of the series. And Scooby-Doo has many versions of the Scooby-Doo show, but it's still just Scooby-Doo, as mm. opposed to a, a character from going off and having their own show kind of thing.
1: All right. So do you want to start off by giving us a definition of what a spin-off is? Sure. So in, this is directly from the Wikipedia.
0: Okay. In media, a spin-off is a radio program, television program, video game, film, or any other narrative work derived from one or more existing works that focuses in particular in more detail on one aspect of that original work. What a terrible bunch of words! <laughs> okay, so yeah, that, thats one, and I'm just looking here. A notable spinoff, Booker from Twenty One Jump Street, is your number one notable. I, your, I think it was alphabetic. List. Actually, no, that's your list. <laughs> You're a big Richard Grieco fan. I know. That's your agenda. That's what you wanted. This whole podcast is wanted to get your Richard Grieco agenda across. Yeah, I understand.
1: But see, we've already gone past B, so we can't go back and do Booker, so what are we going to do?
0: Yeah, I just, the idea of this was just exciting, the fact that, it's like okay, spin-offs was kind of cool, because I, I love going down that rabbit hole of, you know, I like this show, and then there, we've talked about it in the past with that Dukes of Hazard episode, where there was sort of like backdoor pilots.
1: Well, I think a backdoor pilot's probably a little bit different to a spin-off.
0: But it is technically a spin-off, because it comes from a show into another, but yes, they sort of, different tropes have, have had to get that spin-off across. One is like, oh, it's a popular character for one series, so let's take them off to another show and create another one.
1: Alright, so taking Dukes of Hazard for the example, you would say the Enos, Enos show, which yes. would be the spin-off.
0: Yes, but they also do, tried two backdoor pilots with, I forget what they were called, but we discussed it in the show. So, yes, check so, out the so go back episode.
1: to our D episode for Dukes of Hazard to listen to that one. So obviously another good example of what a spin-off would be. Is an existing character in a TV show that goes off and has their own show, such as Angel from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. And I personally think that Angel was a better show in the end than Buffy was. I don't, I don't know. That That's probably a big
0: call. It's a different call. Like yeah, There were better episodes of Angel than there is Buffy. And I think at the time, I think I preferred Angel to Buffy from memory. Like at the time, it was a better show. So you could say yes. Hmm. But in the whole run of both shows, which one would I prefer to rewatch? It would probably be Buffy. But that's, yeah, I've never done either. So I don't know.
1: Okay. It is strange, though, in a spin off for, say, the main character to go from one show to another show, so that doesn't happen very often. It is more a side character or a, a lesser character normally goes off and becomes their own show, or kind of like if their own lesser character starts to get a bit more popular, they then get their own show out of it. So an example of, say, a show with a lesser character that gets popular would be the prequel spin off from Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. where, where he was a fairly minor character to start with in Breaking Bad, but he turned out to be so popular that he he got his own spin-off. Yep.
0: Now, if you go to TV Tropes, there's a few definitions they did for it. There's sort of like, you have the spin-off, then there is the more popular than the original spin-off. Such as Frasier. Frasier would be the go-to, I would think. The Andy Griffith Show is actually a spin-off from the Danny Thomas Show. I've never heard of the Danny Thomas Show, but I have heard of I've heard, I've heard of
1: years. Danny Thomas.
0: Yes. But I'm not so get all into all that. to into <laughs> have um, heard of Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. Family Matters.
1: Was that a spin-off from Perfect Strangers? Correct.
0: Uh, what else have I got here? NCIS. I do kind of think of... One of the most of, popular shows in the world.
1: Which in turn kind of spun off its own NCIS LA. Yeah, which yeah. no one watches.
0: No, one watches. Except if you like L.O. Cool Julie. Well, ladies love Cool julie They
1: do. Mm. Uh, wasn't it a spinoff from Jag? Correct. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Well, technically... Going back to spinoffs that are better than the shows they came from, isn't The Simpsons a spinoff from The Tracy Ullman Show, technically? Or is it a segment on The Tracy Ullman oh, Show that they paid out? It's a thing?
0: spinoff. Yeah. It, it started there and went off somewhere else. And here's another one I've got here. Diagnosis Murder. Mm-hmm. Spinoff from Jake and the Fat Man. Really? Yeah,
1: apparently. Was that the Dick Van Dyke? Yep. thing, Diagnosis Murder.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm, there you go. All the Van Dykes. Really? Yeah, it was on telly when I was on holidays this year, and I watched an episode going, God, they look similar, and I looked at the IMDb for that episode, and there was like five Van Dykes in there. Okay,
1: a bit of nepotism in telly. So, would you class something such as the droids cartoon or the Ewoks cartoon as a spin-off, or is that just a blatant cash-in? No, I'd call
0: it a spin-off. Yeah. It's gone from new medium, new media. From movies to television? Yeah. Say so yes. Yeah. Oh, one more. When, when we we're talking more popular than the original, Hercules of Legendary Journeys, mm-hmm. which span off the. Xena? Yeah. Would you say Xena's more popular? Yeah. It was really? huge. It was the biggest show in the world. Hercules was huge. And Zena came out and became huger.
1: Did she come out?
0: <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> Mm.
1: I don't know. I liked them both, but I would have thought Hercules was a more popular show. Yeah,
0: fair enough. And there are also is the quietly performing sister show is mm. is something that was on TV Troops. There you got things like Empty Nest,
1: which is a spinoff from Three's Company, Golden Girls. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I Trek. was I was all thinking, all Star Trek, I was so. thinking
1: Robin's Nest, which is a spinoff of the English version of Three's Company, isn't it? Correct. We yeah. would have got to that. Yes. Uh, okay. Jumping well, the
0: gun. No, what was it? Man About the House. That's the one which span off into Robin's Nest and the Ropers. Yeah. Mm. So they've got two from that. CSI have many ones. Uh, Nots Landing is actually a spinoff from Dallas. Yes. Which I never knew. Okay, and I've got a, few, a list of a few others here before we get on our main show for the discussion. All in the Family spawned a few spinoffs. Do you know All in the Family?
1: Uh, is that the one with Archie Bunker? Yeah. So that span off into, was it The Jeffersons? One of them, yep. Which I think The Jeffersons in turn spun off into something else, wasn't it? 227 or something like that? Or was that Cosby Show? 704 Hauser. And that wasn't what That's I was one of, of them.
0: Hmm. Uh, there's Gloria. There's Archie Bunker's Place and Maud. All span oh, Okay,
1: off. I didn't realise Maud was a span Yeah, off.
0: that came out all, all in the family. It talked about Dukes of Hazard having Enos and the Dukes. Yep. Flintstones had the Pebbles and Bam Pam show, Flintstones and Friends, the new Fred and Barney show, the Flintstone comedy show, the Flintstones funnies, the Flintstone kids and the cave kids.
1: See, I don't really think of those as spin-offs though because they're just
0: reiterations yeah, of the same thing, yeah. sort of thing. So the kids of Degrassi Street. Did you know that was a show? No? What's no. that a spin-off from? Well, that was from 1979 to 1996. Okay. And then we got Degrassi Junior High. Okay, because I always thought Degrassi Junior High was like it. Me too. The start. And then there was Degrassi High. Okay. And then there was multiple Degrassis yeah. after that. So that's a long one, that one. Mm. Married with Children had two. Top of the Heap and Vinnie and Bobby had two spin spin-offs. I never knew. Yep. MASH. After MASH. Yep. And I think the movie
1: MASH had the spin-off, which was the Trapper John MD show.
0: Well, it says here, legally a spin-off from the MASH feature film. So, yeah,
1: because I think there was a bit of a lawsuit going on between the production company of MASH and the production company of Trapper John, And they were like, we didn't steal it from you, we stole it from yep. the movie sort of thing.
0: And you know how MASH is M, asterix A, asterisk, S, asterisk, H... Yes. There was a, a failed pilot called Walter with those asterisks in between each letter. Okay. So Gary Birkhoff tried but failed to get another gig off the ground. Ah. You can only play one role, and that's Radar Aurelia, I guess. Okay. Now, there's a show from 1955 to 1961 called Salmon Friends, and that spawned a few sequels. Did it? Spinoffs, do you know? No, no I've no, never no? heard of Salmon Friends. What What about Our Place in 67? No? No. What about Sesame Street, 1969? Oh, okay, yes, I, I have heard of Sesame Street. Sesame Street, yeah, The Muppet Show in 1976. <laughs> Fraggle Rock in 1983. Yep. And Dog City in 1992. Never heard of that one. No. no. What about Muppet Babies? Do they class that as a spinoff? Didn't get a Guernsey in here, but... Oh, yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. about this? This might be more on your wheelhouse. Saved by the bell. Okay, I'm yeah. I'm so excited. Are you? All right. Then. No, no, no. It's a classic episode. Okay. No? Elizabeth Berkeley going nuts on caffeine pills?
1: I was never a huge fan of Saved by the Bell. I, I, I think that's where What that's is
0: your Richard Greco love and Mario Lopez hate? Well, what's so going on?
1: I think that's that three-year age difference between us. <laughs>
0: probably. Hmm. Uh, I live very young when it comes to TV. Okay. I, I watch stuff younger than me, so it's probably more than three years when it comes to that. Uh, Saved by the Bell, the college years, and Saved by the Bell, the new class.
1: Oh, right. Yes. What about Saved by the Smell? <laughs> Screech's porn movie. <laughs> Would you class that as a spinoff? No,
0: no, no. Because we
1: kind of dropped the ball because we didn't do porn parodies for our P episode. The,
0: yeah, six million dollar man. The, the Binding Woman, Woman, obviously. Yes yes. yes, 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 yes. Now this is close to home, right next door to um, Wales. It's the UK mm-hmm. or Britain, and the Sooty Show from 1955 to 1992. Yep, and then we had Sooty and Co. Yep. Sooty's Amazing Adventures, Sooty Heights. Sooty and Sooty, (laughs) just different versions of Sooty.
1: Well, I think Sooty obviously started off being a hand puppet, Mm. and I think one of the iterations of Sooty is actually an animated show where he goes and does different things. That's just wrong. But you you do occasionally get the spin offs in kids' shows. Obviously, the Penguins of Madagascar cartoon is a spin off from the Madagascar series of movies. Correct. And that is actually not a bad cartoon. My kids quite like that. Mm hmm. And I I guess if you really want to go down that track, you could say all the Lego Star Wars iterations of cartoons are probably spinoffs
0: of the Star Wars franchise too. We mentioned droids and Ewoks before. Yes, it is. Ah, so yeah. Now you might think, is it canon? Is that what makes it a spinoff? Maybe. I don't know we haven't thought about this at all no, we haven't we are very <laughs> anyway, let's move on prepared yeah, all right, so, so all right, so that that's a that's an amazing list of things that I've just read, okay, so the main show that we've been, the elephant in the room we haven't been mentioning is the show that we think has the most spin offs, yes, and that is Sunday, Monday. Happy, happy Days. days. <laughs> yes, that's right. Happy Days. The Fonz himself, we think, spawned the most. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes. So is this a, a weird way of doing an H episode? Uh, and, I think it ends? is. Well, it's not what we planned, but that's no, what's it's, happened. It's, yeah. So, yes.
1: So. I, I think it was purely for the fact that we didn't
0: have time to really
1: investigate spin-offs as much as we liked. And we're both quite big fans of Happy Days, I think.
0: Yes and no. Well, I was up until watching some again. <laughs> what? It's
1: strange because I didn't think of myself as a fan of Happy Days. But then when we were watching those clips before and it was like the best scenes from Happy Days, I knew like almost every clip. And when I was putting my run sheet together of the actors that starred in Happy Days – I pretty much got through about 10 of the characters' real name as their, their, their actors' real names before I had to look one up. And that was only Al's last name because I couldn't remember what the, the actor that played Al from the, the diner's real name was. Mm-hmm. I knew Pat Morita, but then I couldn't think of Al who took over. But yes, we, we're going to talk about Happy Days, which itself is a spin-off from a little segment on a show well, called Love American Style. Which was a big,
0: big shock to me. Yes. Because I didn't know Love American Style existed until a year and a half ago. I suppose because it's been mentioned in like Gilbert Godfrey's podcast a few times and I think Kevin Smith's mentioned it on one of his podcasts it's like what is this show Hmm. and doing a bit of research in it it was a like the Twilight Zone it was an anthology television show where it was sort of like a comedy slash drama anthology show about love essentially American style well I guess so and so so I, I guess it's a show that if it made it to Australia it never played in reruns I never saw it I never even heard of it here So it was like Okay so. It might be just
1: That little bit Before our time as well Because that was Late 60s Early 70s That that had its run Yes So it could be that We just weren't aware Of the fact that it was around I, I don't know
0: Yeah But it never got reruns obviously. No. So like I said It was an anthology show So this was Love and the Television Set I think it's called I, I think that's what it was originally called It was originally called. called Love and the Television Set And then it got turned into Love and the Happy Days When it went into Syndication and reruns Yeah But yeah So it's we. It is obviously on YouTube if you go looking hard it's there and it stars Ronnie Howard as Richie Cunningham so it's pretty much a pilot in a lot of ways Exactly. Yeah. Anson Williams Potsy I don't know if he's Potsy in the show he's definitely Anson Williams I
1: don't know if he called him by name or whether he had a name Marian Ross who plays Richie's mother they are the
0: same characters or the same actors from the show but his sister and brother and father are different roles and there is no fawns. and it's all set around them getting a television well, he's got a television, so it's pretty exciting for everybody. And he, rich young Richie wants to meet a girl. Potsy's there saying, say so you got a television, you know. She'll get all excited for it. She'll come on over. And I vaguely remember a Happy Days episode where they have a telly. I think when they get a telly for the first time. So they may have reused this storyline in yeah, the series I, itself. I kind of
1: remember that. And did they have TV dinners or something with their TV I in, think the, so, in the Happy yes. Days episode?
0: Yes. Yeah. So watching this again, it, it felt very much like Happy Days. It didn't... It, being Richie in the main role, it sort of felt like that. And the guy who played the dad had very much a Mr. C vibe about him and just having the right thing to say at the end of the episode, it was pretty cool. Yeah. He wasn't the Mr. C I know Yeah, he love, was no Tom Bosley. But he was pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, So it was fine. And apparently this was, you know, quite a popular episode. It did okay. And then on the strength of this, George Lucas saw young Ronnie Howard and cast him in American Graffiti. It's a movie set in the 50s. Same sort of thing. And because of that, because of the popularity of American Graffiti and this episode of the TV show, that's how we got the TV show of Happy Days.
1: Yeah, so the, the episode of Love of American Style came out in 1972 and then Happy Days first aired from 1974 and it continued for, I think it was 255 episodes, 11 seasons. That's a long time. All the way to 1984. And it kind of starts off set in 1955 and kind of follows a season a year up until they get to like you know mid 60s sort of thing but you can definitely see in those early episodes of happy days it, you can see that it's very much 50s mm. i think by the end of it when it was being filmed in the 80s and it was meant to be the 60s a lot of the actors were kind of like well i just want to wear my hair in an 80s style and yep. you know not really care about slicking it back and looking like you know 60s sort of people mm. but Obviously, Happy Days, I think everyone in the world would know what we're talking about when we say Happy Days. It, it just seemed to be on reruns all the time when I was a kid. Constant, yes. And even much now, it's one of those things that you can nearly always just flick on a telly anywhere, and at some stage of the day, there will be an episode of Happy Days on. Pretty much. Hmm. And I don't know, I think it still holds up from what I've seen.
0: Well, it was funny, because reading about it, I researched, and then we, I was watching a bunch on YouTube just before we recorded. And the first two seasons, it was a single camera production. So that means it's not a live studio audience. Every setup is filmed for one camera. And then by season three, they changed it to the live audience and the three-camera setup, which is your typical sitcom setup. So it's a lot more stagnant as far as the three cameras are pretty much fixed. You get reaction shots and stuff like that. But it's, it, it looks like a cheap play. We're looking at that first episode. They're filming on location. They're outside a um, diner. Hmm. It just looks a bit more filmic. In a way,
1: did it have a laugh track? The the original the original
0: had a laugh track. The when they went to the live action, it still had it had live laughs, but yep. they still used a laugh track. A laugh track to um Enhanced enhance enhance it yeah. and clean it up a bit. If they didn't do it, okay. But it's also I don't know if it was done before, but it, I think it might establish the big raucous appearance laugh when Fonzie turns up and the crowd go nuts. Yeah, I think he's the first to get that sort of response, you know, the Kramer sort of response or whatever. Mm. But, yeah, interesting. A lot of firsts in the show and a lot of setting the tone.
1: Oh, definitely, oh, I because the first few seasons start with mainly being about, about Richie, Richie and his family.
0: Mm-hmm. And Richie. his brother, Chuck. You know, very important.
1: Who goes off to college and never gets seen again. Doesn't even go to college. Doesn't he? He just, just went upstairs. Goes upstairs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk about that now. Yeah, there's an older brother. So it's Cunningham family. So there's Richie Cunningham, who's the main guy, who's a teenage boy in the 50s. His younger sister, Joni, played by...
1: Erin Moran. Who's in hell, apparently. <laughs> Check that on YouTube. That's not bitch just <laughs> postulating there.
0: So, like, yeah. Mr. and Mrs. C, which is his parents, by Tom Bosley and, and Marianne Ross. Yes. And his brother, Chuck, who pretty much had nothing to do in his early periods. He was just sort of the smug older brother who didn't do a lot. There was nothing about him. And there was one episode where he went upstairs and literally never mentioned again. <laughs> like they just didn't talk about it. And I th- oh maybe they did mention it and said he did go to college. For- I think that's that might- what he did, yeah. But there is an episode, apparently in the final episode they're having dinner around the table and um, Mr C did Lad live saying, so where's Chuck? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so that's the main family. Yep. And then you've got Richie's best mates, which is Potsy. Anson Williams. Yep. And Ralph Mouth. Who's played by Donnie Most. Mm-hmm. Mm. Who's voiced in a lot of cartoons. Have we talked about the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon?
1: Yeah, we did. And we talked about the Teen Wolf cartoon. He was in that as well.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. That's the main cast, except, well, I and mean, we've there's a the the diner. What what would you call Arnold? Yeah, it's a diner. It's a diner. Yeah, where they all hang out. And who who runs the diner at the start? Well, Is in
1: the first couple of seasons, it was run by Pat Morita, mm. who you would probably know as being Mr. Miyagi.
0: Yep, who's also uh, known as Arnold. Yes. But that's not his name. No, no, Takahashi's his name, but when he bought the restaurant, it was too expensive to change the name, so he just changed his name to Arnold instead of Takahashi's.
1: Yes, makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then he left to not do a spin-off, to do his own show called Mr. T and Genie or something stupid like yeah. that, and that didn't work. No. And we got Al. Yeah, and I, I think obviously Al is in it for
1: a lot longer, because when I think of Happy Days, I, I think, I think of more of Al than I do think of, of Arnold.
0: That's because you're a big Weezer fan.
1: Yes. What is it? Kenosha Wisconsin's own Weezer mm. from that uh, Buddy Holly video. But I think we're sort of dancing around who probably the biggest star from Happy Days would be.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and that would be Henry Winkler as the Fonz. Yep. And he kind of started as a bit of a side character. Yep. Who was just a Greaser motorcycle gang type person. Yep. And he was going to be like a bad guy, but then they turned him into a good guy. I'm not guy sure and,
0: what he was going to be. Yeah, yeah. He was just sort of that character, like the wild one character. And so a quick little interview with, it Gary Marshall, the creator? Yep. And he was sort of saying, oh, we need a gang and we needed this and we needed that. And he goes, can't afford a gang. I can give you a one-man gang. <laughs> and that was what Henry Winkle was going not, to
1: be. Not to be confused with Akeem, the African dream. One man gang for our wrestling fans out there. Yeah.
0: And I do remember seeing something years ago, and it might be on one of these reunion shows where they're talking about it. And they were saying how they had an idea for this Fonzie character who is meant to be, you know, your typical greaser, white t shirt, leather jacket, greased back hair. He's like, oh, he's going to be this, and he's going to be that. And he's going to be, he's Arthur Fonzarelli, he's going to be Italian looking. And they sent in this Jewish dude, and they're going, oh, I don't know, you know. And they sat down to audition, and he instantly said, this isn't the Fonzie, you know. And then he smiled and he goes, sold. Yep. So he just did it in how he carried himself, because he's meant to be tough, he's meant to be the womanizer, he's meant to be that. You can I can see the womanizer in him, he's a pretty man, but yeah. he's not big, No, he's not tall, he's not buff or anything like that, but he did carry himself. I mean, it's written that way, but he carried himself in a way where it's like, yeah, you work. As yeah, the exactly. Yeah. And like you said, he wasn't the main star, he was a sort of and- in the credits, if anything. It was like yep. the Ritchie Cunningham show and has this Fonzie character. And he wasn't even wearing the leather jacket at the start. It was no, sort of like just a sort mechanics jacket. Yeah, like a duster. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, it's quite funny. We just saw an interview just before we recorded with Henry Winkler himself. And he goes, look, I don't want to play this role. I don't want to chew gum. I don't want to have cigarettes in my sleeve. And I don't want to be doing my hair, you know, combing my hair. Because that's what every yeah, every greaser. style greaser yeah. does. I don't want to be doing that. And then when it came to it, they sort of like, they didn't mind the chewing gum and cigarette thing but they wanted him to do his hair and he sort of had to the first time you see him he sort of filmed he's, he's there and they wanted him to do it and he goes "Oh, do I have to I sort of said I wouldn't and it's a great scene it's pretty iconic now when you look at it he's about to leave the bathroom he goes to, he gets the comb out to do his hair has a look in the mirror and it's like hey it's already perfect I don't have to and walks out and exactly like, yeah that's that's mm. pretty much sets the tone for what the Fonz character is he doesn't do anything wrong he doesn't he's not wrong he can't say the word yes you remember that
1: I do remember that remember <laughs> R- but it, I think it was the start of the third season again when they went to the multiple camera setup that he became more of a main character Ooh, because yes. that was when he moved into the above the, the, the room above the garage mm-hmm. at the Cunningham's house. Yep, at first, like Howard Cunningham didn't really like the idea of having
0: the Fonz live there,
1: but he comes around to like, and by the end of it, he's part of the family,
0: pretty much. Hmm. So it's it's. It's just one of those shows that just sort of – I mean, I remember watching it. It must have been before the news.
1: Yeah, I kind of remember it being that sort of five o'clock at night just before you have dinner sort of time.
0: Man, I just – I watch it every time,
1: Mm. no matter what. So, they did introduce a few more characters as the seasons went on. They brought in Scott Bayo as Chochi, who was the Fonza's younger cousin, as the love interest for Joni. Mm-hmm. when we talk spinoffs in a minute. They they did get their own spinoff. They also brought in, I think in one of the later seasons, they brought in Ted McGinley, who you would probably the know death from... death of every TV show. Yeah, I was about to say, who you'd know from being the person that kills most TV shows. So, he was in... The was Love a,
0: Boat. Love Boat. Yes, and Married with Children. And Married with
1: Children. And he, he was also in the Revenge of the Nerds movies, wasn't he? I yes. think that's what else he's famous for. But
0: mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah, Well, that's what he's famous for me for. He's probably done other stuff. Oh, I'm but. sure
1: he has, but I, I think of him mainly as being in Married with Children. I, I think yep. that's Probably his best role, but anyway, they brought him in later on in the show. I think they brought him in to fill the void when the Fonz
0: left. No, the Fonz was always there. So oh, the it was a Richie replacement. That's right. Yeah, not
1: really, Richie went off to war or to college or something. War.
0: Yes. Yes. As with these shows, it goes for eleven years. You do lose characters over time. Hmm. So Richie and Ralph Mouth left, and that's when they brought in other supporting characters. Like Richie got married. Well, he had a girlfriend, long running girlfriend. He went to war, and the girlfriend stuck around and had a kid while he was gone. So, she was there for like three seasons.
1: But that makes sense because, you know, if you go after war, your parents will help your
0: kid. Yes. I understand that perfectly. No, that's fine. Yeah. So, it's a cool little show. Look, trading on the nostalgia that is 20 years earlier when this was being filmed. So, this was 1970s and it was looking at the 1950s with nostalgic eyes. In the same way, we had the 70s show in the last 10 years or so. Hmm. we were looking at the 70s through 90s eyes. So it was very much exactly the same thing.
1: Probably a few less drug references. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it didn't just like cover light and fluffy type topics. They did delve into some deep situations, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, there was one where where they took a black guy into a all-whites diner. They talked about Fonzie stopped Journey from being raped in an episode. So yeah. I think it got heavier as it – not heavier, but, you know, as it went on. More serious, yeah. I think, as it went on, yeah. There were episodes because what's Name Never Knew It his parents, the Fonz. Yeah, there was an episode where he got a letter, delivered a letter from someone, and it was all about the I, I'm your father. I just didn't have the balls to say it. and mm. It was a person who delivered it to him, so he actually met his dad, but he never actually got to see him. There was another one with where his mum did something similar. So yeah, yeah. they're probably just recycling storylines by that point, <laughs> probably. But um, yeah, there was some heavy ones like that. There was hazing, like Potsy and Richie were doing like hazing sort of stuff to get into a group, and then they realised it wasn't worth it in the end. End, things like that, because he always had a good Mr. C speech at the end to sort of make everything right.
1: Yeah. That's probably
0: because he was what?
1: what was he a water buffalo? Was that the, the group that he was in? Or was that the Flintstones? No, that's the Flintstones. <laughs> he was in some sort he of lodge there, wasn't he? But, yeah. Maybe he's a mason. I don't know. <laughs> No, it was. Yes, yeah, well, he was running a hardware store. Maybe he was, but anyway. Now we're on the subject of spin-offs, so we can't talk Happy Days without talking about all the spin-offs that came out of Happy Days. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I mentioned Johnny Loves Chochi, yep. which was probably the least successful. Actually, no, because there is one that's even worse, isn't there? Yeah, I'm just trying to think. You made less episodes, but they're about the same. Well, I think Johnny Loves Chochi was ran for one season. Two, two. Okay, first so.
0: season. Well, It's probably... We're starting with the last one here. But yeah, first season, it rated quite well based on... It's coming out of a highly rated show, so yep. it rated quite well in the first season, but second season pretty much bombed. So Joni and Chachi left Happy Days and started their own show, and came back pretty much. So Joni and Chachi was you know cancelled, and they came back to the Happy Days series for the final season of Happy Days. So yeah,
1: so Joni Loves Chachi ran from eighty two to eighty three. So as you said, that was one of the later spin offs. The other main spin off that most people will think of as being the spin off from. Happy Days. Is Laverne and Shirley. Yes. So, Laverne and Shirley ran from... 76 to 83. There you go. And that was starring Cindy Williams and Penny Marshall. And Penny Marshall is the sister of Gary Marshall, the creator of Happy Days.
0: And a great director in her own right. Yeah. So,
1: she went on to direct Big and... Was it A League of Their Own? Yep, Amongst other things? Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, Laverne and Shirley is the story of two girls living in Milwaukee... Working in a brewery. brewery. I think they call it the Shots Brewery, which is like a, a bit of amalgam of a couple of the other breweries that were in Milwaukee at the time. And it's just the hijinks that they get into in their apartment block with their kind of weird neighbours. Z? Squiggy.
0: Squiggy. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And Lenny, mm-hmm. who are again kind of weird looking greaser, strange people, Squeaky especially. What's that? Mike McKean's one of those. I, oh, I don't care who he is, but he's still weird looking. Don't you
0: like Spinal oh, Tap?
1: Yes, I do. I like bits of it. He's
0: the lead singer. Is he? Yes. Ah, there you go. <laughs> It's also Perry White in the Smallville TV show. I never watched Smallville, so I wouldn't have picked that. Yeah. Yeah, so Laverne and Shirley, very successful and immortalized in Wayne's World.
1: Yes, very much with uh, the, yeah, the glove on the top of the bottle and <laughs> all she, that me, sort of stuff. She,
0: Marshall. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, and didn't Penny Marshall, wasn't she famous for drinking Pepsi and milk put together? I don't know about that. Maybe. We'll... No, I want to know about that. <laughs> Good what on. is that? That's wrong. But obviously, Laverne and Shirley was a off from- Success. Yeah, very much a success. Spun off from an episode where the Fonz and Richie were in a bit of a trouble for dating a farmer's daughter. And Laverne and Shirley came to their rescue, mm-hmm. and it kind of spurned a bit of a crossover episode later on in the series as well, where where it was a two parter, where the first part was actually a Happy Days episode, and the second part of the two parter was a I love Laverne it when and Shirley. They do episode. that
0: like the Flash does that. Like Arrow was the first, then the Flash, then Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl, and they all come together over a week. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, so it was it was a season seven, episode one of Happy Days, and season five, episode one of Laverne and Shirley, is that double parter. Okay, so yeah.
0: All right, so obviously after the success of Laverne and in 76, they like said, we can make gold here. So they came out with another short code called Blanksy's Beauties in 1977 now do you remember that show no no of course you don't no, I it, didn't. neither do I No, because I don't it only think lasted anyone a season if that I don't yeah. know if it made a full season but it was like I think it was Mr. C's sister cousin I think cousin it was, yeah. that was the connection between you know Happy Days and this new show and it was set in Vegas and it was a woman who runs a show like a you know a, yeah, show a Vegas show sort of mm. thing and the hijinks that happens with a bunch of showgirls with a young Scott A O in the role as a showgirl no just as one of the characters
1: Okay, and it also had, Pat Morita was a bit of a crossover as well, and Linda Goodfriend, who I think was one of the characters from Happy Days. Yes. And yeah, that was the the crossover that they had there. But But just watching that little clip we saw on YouTube before we recorded, I can see why it didn't get picked up
0: yeah it's well, sort of hard to believe when you look back now on what the ratings would have been and how many channels there were everyone would have been watching Happy Days when you look at Seinfeld's final year and how what the numbers of Frasier and you know Friends were getting mm. you know there was less competition back then so it would have been huge so, yeah exactly you know when you get these shows that fail with the, with the juggernaut of like Happy Days behind you it must have been pretty bad so anyway so that didn't work but a year later they tried again now if you get a show set in the 50s about this normal Everyday goings on of a normal 50s family with degrees of living upstairs. What would you use to, to spin off into another show? What sort of character would you bring in? Maybe, I don't know, a, a war person or a, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Well, obviously, it's the, the sort of
1: time where everyone was afraid of. Creatures from outer space coming okay. down. Yeah, yeah. And good aliens. Point, good point.
0: Oh, so the reds under the bed, communists. And well, no. No. Just legitimate
1: aliens. Oh. So you had a creature from outer space suddenly arrive in an episode, which I think they kind of originally put as a dream that Ritchie had that he was visited by aliens. Yes but then they kind of refilmed a bit of an ending for when they actually showed it in reruns to tie it all back in together. So what we're talking about here is the arrival of Robin Williams, as Mork for Mork, Mm -hmm. which then went on to spin off into his own very successful show, Mork and Mindy, correct? that ran from 1978 to 1982. And I think for a a lot of people of our age, this was the first we knew of Robin Williams.
0: Oh, yeah. I think it was probably, he must have been the it guy. Like, to bring him into this show in this way, it was such a weird tangent to spin off from Happy Days. How about we have an alien? and, And the end season... Like, I saw the clip. Now, I'm assuming it's the bit they added on that you just mentioned, where he's there talking to Orson, where he's saying, oh, yeah, all this stuff happens and this and that. And they're going, well, we've got a new mission for you. What is it? And he goes, we're sending you to 1978. He goes, ah, Shusbert. So I'm assuming that's the link to go to current day Earth. Well, at Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. And this is my show. I mean, I, I love Malcolm Indy. Still would watch Mork and Mindy if it was on telly. I do own the Blu-ray. I think I
1: would, but I have very blurred memories of Mork and Mindy. I'm sure I've seen a lot of it when I was a kid, and I can remember bits and pieces of it. So, obviously, the kind of very 70s clothes that they wore and his Mm. suspenders and his – was it a Superman shirt he used to wear? No,
0: no, no, it's just a – just a stripy shirt. sort of thing
1: Yeah I remember Pam Dorber, Obviously as being Mindy oh. Was kind of hot When I was a kid
0: Yeah I like my sister Sam Do you? Yeah and There was a sitcom With Pam Dorber, And it was She was Sam I think And there was a younger sister And like Sam was like the over Not overprotective But the more mature sister And the young the younger sister Was sort of like Oh why can't we have fun Kind of thing And it was kind of cool it Ran for like two seasons Then like the boyfriend Of the Sam character Went and killed her In legit in real life So the show sort of Stopped <laughs> after that <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's one way to kill a sitcom. <laughs> yes, literally by killing one of the stars.
1: Mm-hmm. But I, I do remember, obviously, in the late 70s, early 80s, Mork and Mindy was just huge. Yep. Like, kids at school were going around saying shaz and, and they nanu, were doing nanu, the nanu nanu and, mm-hmm. you know, all, all that. But, yeah, I, I really don't think I've probably seen Mork Mindy for about 30 years. Really? It's not something that I've gone back and checked out. You've got
0: Foxtel. I'm sure it's on there somewhere.
1: Well, maybe it is, but I, I just haven't seen it.
0: No, it's, I, I do remember it fondly. Like, and even the later series when it had Jonathan Winters on it, it as their son. Yeah, I kind of remember that too. Was he like born in the Big Egg? and yes. He was like an yeah, adult. They age backwards. Yeah, So he's old to start with, yeah thinking he looked old then. He only died five or ten years ago. He must have been really old when he died. Maybe he was. Mm. So that, that did really well out of it. Like um they were all rating successes. Oh, like forget forget Banksy's Beauties, but the others were up in the top Five, if not top ten in the ratings at the time. Yeah,
1: I would definitely say more and and Laverne and Shirley were huge
0: ratings. They were top three, I think, mm. in some of the years that they were there. And I think, overall, Mork and was probably better than the others. Like, I think over that short period. Probably. Crossover. And Robin Williams, I think, must have been like a Steve Martin at the time. They were the it comedy crowd and that's, they wanted a vehicle for him. Mm. And that's where Mork and probably was the idea. How about well we make him an alien? We do this, we do that. How do we spin it off from something? Let's throw him into happy days. I don't know. I want to know where that meeting happened. I'd love to be in that meeting. Yeah,
1: because it's the sort of show that I think Mork Mindy would have succeeded either way, whether it was a spin-off pilot. or whether it was its own thing.
0: Yeah. No. I did see... A clip. I went looking, and it was the second episode because he d- he came back to Happy Days, and it was the Cunninghams are away, so um, the Fonz was looking after the house, and Mork turned up, and he says, "I want to learn about women," you know, and this and that. So is like, "You come to the right place," and he has to give him a, and he has to find him a date, so he ends up ringing up, and Laverne comes over, so it's sort okay. of a crossover between the three shows in a sense, so it's a bit trippy in that way. Mm. Mm. So yeah, that was that was a bit strange. So yeah, in nineteen seventy nine. They tried again, sort of. You might know a little bit more about this than me. I've only got a little bit here. But Out of the Blue... what the only thing that
1: I read was in the wiki, they said that Out of the Blue ran, which was going to be a spin-off from a character that was in Happy Days, but due to some sort of network scheduling error, it actually aired before the character was on Happy Days. So initially they were like, well that's not going to work. But then the TV executives were kind of like, oh, oh, no, it's his own thing and we're just putting him in Happy Days now to try and drum up a bit of side support for it. Sort of uh-huh. thing. But I think it was originally scheduled for eight episodes and they only made four and then it got canned. Okay. So, okay. yep.
0: so we couldn't find yeah. a copy of this at all. Mm. Yeah, it's about a guardian angel. So in the same way Mork and Middy was a bit strange, like Mork from Ork. This was a guardian angel who helped Chachi out mm. essentially in this episode. So that was no good. There was another one Called Katmandu, which was like a female version of Fonzie, which didn't make it to the pilot stage. They tried, and and then we go to Johnny Love Chachi in 81, 82, which we've already mentioned. So that's a fair few spin offs there. But well, yes, <laughs> there is a couple that we didn't mention just there. Mm. And in true
1: 80s fashion, they did have two spin spin-offs of the animated versions of Happy Days. So they had Fonz and the Happy Days Gang, which was sort of early 80s, Hanna-Barbera production in line with Ruby Spears, I think it was, who would have done quite a few sort of offshoot Hanna-Barbera cartoons as well. Yep. But the difference with this is it actually did star Henry Winkler
0: and- Jenny Most.
1: And Ron Howard. Yes. And just watching a little clip on YouTube before, we picked that the female voice of his companion well, was- uh, Was it Didi Combe? Didi Con? I
0: don't know her real name.
1: But- Yeah, Frenchie from the Grace movies.
0: And Frank Welker? because it's an animated show from the last 40 years. Yes, so and of there course a, he's a,
1: on it. a talking animal. So, obviously, they needed to have Frank Well. But that ran for two seasons as well, I think. And the premise for that was they found, well, they had a time machine. I don't exactly well, know Cupcake, why. Cupcake,
0: which is a female character. She has a time machine, and she comes to 1957 and finds the Fonz and Richie and Ralph Melf. and Fonz's dog, Mr. Cool, who's like a cool dog, apparently. And they get in the time machine, and they go through time and hijinks ensure just trying to get back to 1957 very Doctor Who hmm. like looking at the inside of yeah, the time the inside machine of it's the like, time machine, very, much. very Doctor Who and the fact that the time machine's broken they're trying to get back but yes because that's what I'd look at when I thought not only aliens but also think oh yeah what, what does what does Fonzie need well it's a uh, typical sort of cartoons of that stage we
1: mentioned I think it was in our Josie and the Pussycats episode where they had the Josie and the Pussycats in outer space where they would just run out of ideas so they thought alright let's just give them aliens or whatever
0: yeah, but you see the Pussycats had 18 episodes before they ran out of ideas. <laughs>
1: yeah. But obviously, the idea of having a time machine means you can go to anywhere in time. Like they yes. went to ancient Rome in one episode, they go, you know, other places around historical times, mm. and you can have more of a storyline rather than just having cartoon kids living in Milwaukee. True. Yeah. But the other cartoon spinoff that they had was, I think it was the Laverne and Shirley Fon's Mork and Mindy happy hour or something like that. That was when they
0: pulled them all together, but yes. So pretty much all those three shows had their own versions of the cartoon, cartoon versions of themselves. So Laverne and Shirley in the army. Yes, and I think they had a comical animal sidekick as well. I
1: think in the Mork and Mindy one they did. I think they had like a a talking alien or something like that.
0: (laughs) I don't quite know the premises why they're in the army when it takes place in relation to the rest of the other shows and the Mork and Mindy cartoon I think it was I think it was set on earth I can't remember yeah
1: I think it was too I, 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 don't I honestly remember. do not remember a Mork cartoon watching the clips on YouTube I, I looked at it and thought yes I think I've seen that before mm. but as I said I, I more remember the real Mork Mindy live action than I do the cartoon yes
0: yeah. so it, it spawned a lot this little tiny show that could hmm. it didn't influence American graffiti so much But he did get a star out of it by George Lucas casting Ron Howard. So it it did that. And the success of American Graffiti went on to make Star Wars. Hmm. And the Fonz is such an iconic character. It's amazing. (laughs) So this little show called Love American Style did a lot. Hmm. We we owe a lot. (laughs) Yeah. To that little show.
1: And just looking at Happy Days itself, some of the things that it spawned. And before I even get into that, I'll, I'll talk about the last season of Happy Days. So Richie had gone off to war and he comes back to Milwaukee, and his dad, I think, has organized to get him a job. Working in a newspaper or something like that? Yes. And then he decides that he doesn't want to be in a newspaper. He wants to go to Hollywood and make movies.
0: He wants to follow his dream and become a writer.
1: Yeah. Mm. And that's
0: kind of almost realism did. that
1: Ron Howard kind of left television and became a director.
0: Yep. And he directed a Star Wars film. Yeah. That's, I just put
1: that. Oh, my God. And Harrison Ford was actually in an episode of Love American Style. That's true. Yeah. Wow. It all comes full circle. Totally. But we're talking about things that Happy Days has spawned. If I said to you the term "jumping the shark,"
0: <laughs> yes, I would say that is a term used to reference movies and TV series when it's that's the point of the series where it ruins the show. Like it's popular, and then that's at one moment where it's not good anymore. That's what that's what I think when I think jumping the shark.
1: Yes. Well, that actually comes from an episode of Happy Days as what?
0: well. No. Hmm. So, what, what happens in that episode?
1: Well, I kind of got my wires crossed. So, obviously, in an earlier episode of Happy Days... The answer Happy was Days, jumping <laughs> in the
0: shark. <truck. laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> exactly.
1: So, in an earlier episode of Happy Days, the Fon's decided that he was going to go on a TV show called You Ask For It, I think it was called. Mm. And he jumped his motorcycle over a row of 14 garbage bins. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had it in my head that he jumped his motorcycle over a tank with a shark in it. But it's actually a lot worse than that. <laughs> Whereas he goes out in the ocean and is water skiing behind a jet boat and water skis over a jump over a little pen with a shark in. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yes, he literally jumped the shark in that episode. Yes, Spawning the expression, jumping the shark. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I saw this episode no, at I the saw time it. or not. It's a two-parter. Yes, I do
0: yeah, remember that. I think that. the jumping the... The, can, the garbage cans I think is a two-parter as well from memory
1: yeah because I think it finishes when he's, when he's like in mid-air jump, yeah. of the first episode yeah, mm-hmm. hmm. yeah so, so maybe that's where the confusion was
0: yeah so jumping the shark is that term and this is where it came from and people say this is where the show jumped the shark I mean <laughs> I, unfortunately there is no better term for it because they've created it but it's like yeah it was a fine show up until that point but now it's like where the Fonz can do anything and does and it's ridiculous now this happened in 1977 the show still had nearly 10 years to run after this so it still did okay I'm pretty sure it was 77 I'm I'm not sure so it's sort of like it's one of those things where it's just like okay but yeah because the Fonz was perfect he fought an Olympic level fencer in one episode and won he fought Tom Hanks in one episode that's true but he talked him down yeah yeah, who was, was a he, karate fighter or something. Well, he was a bully. Well, no. no. Tom Hanks and him when they were children, the fonz pushed him off a swing. And then for 17 years he's been holding a grudge and then he comes back and he's taught himself karate and done all this sort of stuff and he's ready to fight him and the fonz just takes it and, you know, doesn't get hurt by it and then in the end he breaks him down by mental will in the uh. essentially. Okay, well, actually, here's a list from TV Tropes. Fonzie successfully rode a killer bull, out a world champion fencer, fought a super-powered alien to a draw, and most famously beat a champion water scare at jumping a shark. So, yes, Fonzie can do anything. And he later on, he became... No, he was a high school dropout who was yep. good at fixing cars. He became um, Dean of Students and uh, a teacher at a high school. Yeah, what well, right.
1: didn't he become like the mechanic teacher that taught yep. them all
0: how to fix cars and stuff? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so he, he could do anything. And that's why the show just became a bit silly after that. Yeah. But it does have a few catchphrases. Sit on it, Potsy. Sit on yes. You're such a Potsy. Yeah. Yes. A. I still do that every day now Sometimes. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Which is Arnold. Arnold, yeah. Yep. And wow, apparently, which is Chachi's, but I don't know about them. That's not as familiar to me. No. But, but they only bought Chachi in for the girls. Like, everyone else was getting older, so they brought Chachi in because they needed to get the young girls something to look at, I guess, and the Fonz was getting a little bit older, and Richie was probably got bald by this point. Plus, he's a ginger. I mean, you look at it now thinking, they built a show around this guy He did have a lot of charisma Obviously, but Jesus (laughs) And I think he'd he'd
1: already shown him off to be a bit of a star, old Ronnie Howard He was in Lassie for a long time, I think, wasn't he? Courtship of Eddie's Father
0: Yeah And his brother was doing okay.
1: (laughs) We're not going to mention your spin-off idea for another podcast, the Clint Howard podcast, are we?
0: Don't mention it. Don't do (laughs) it. Someone someone will steal it.
1: (laughs) So, no. But, yeah, as you said, it really was the little show that could, Happy Days.
0: Yeah. Weird spin-off detail here. There was actually a live spectacular musical performed in Australia. With Joe Beth Taylor is one of the roles who was from Hey Hey Saturday to spin off one of my other ideas. Ah. Hey Hey, it's the podcast. The podcast I do with a couple of friends of mine where we look at old episodes of Hey Hey Saturday. So just a weird link there and a bit of an ad. I don't normally do this, but hey. So yes. Here's a chance. Now the Massive Attack podcast has jumped the shark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, that's happy
1: days. It's spin-offs and spin-offs. Yes, no, it's not happy days. No, it's S. that's right. It's, it's S for spin-offs. spin-offs and one particular series of spin-offs.
0: I think we can revisit this.
1: I'm sure we could. Mm. We could probably almost do a, a Christmas special of spin-offs, couldn't we?
0: Maybe, maybe, mm. maybe.
1: But anyway, yes, that, that's spinoffs. That's happy days. That's a lot of talk going around in circles, which is what spinoffs <laughs> is really all about. So if you have an idea of what your favourite spinoff might have been that you, we didn't talk about, I'm sure there's a lot out there that we didn't think of. Yep. We didn't mention the Cleveland show. No. But probably good no So if you have any ideas of spinoffs we should have talked about, drop us a line. We are facebook.com slash the massive attack podcast. You can find us on our website, themapodcast.podbean.com or themapodcast on Twitter. And until. Next time, when we come back with the letter T, and hopefully we'll pick something that actually stays on topic for the letter T. Thank you, Mitch.
0: No worries.
1: And we'll see you soon.
2: the Sky, hello, blue. There's nothing can hold me what I hold you. You're so right, you can't be wrong. Rocking and rolling, all we know. <laughs> It can't be wrong, rocking and rolling off we go. Monday, Monday, happy days.